This is the 1230 TWC Business Beat Radio with Jackie Groundsell on Love to Beat Radio. Okay, so I hope you've all had a great weekend. It's half term now, I believe. So those of you with children, have a great week. Or have a great week. I'm not sure. I've lost track with that because my children are now older. Um, just a reminder that um, I'm Jackie Groundsell, owner of 1230 The Women's Company, which is lunchtime networking for business women. And this week, we've got on Wednesday, we've got Double Bubble for you. So we've got in Bromley with host Peggy McSweeney is the meeting in Keckett Kitchen. And also in Sickup, Business Connect, which is 4 till 7. So you'll be able to do the meeting, dash over to Sickup, see me with the speed networking and uh, join in there. So you've got a real, as I say, double bubble there. Coming up also, we've got workshops in Canva and in Reels. So I hope you've got pen and paper ready to be taking lots of notes. The overall theme today is about construction and the things that are involved with that, transport, etc., etc., and all sorts of um, interesting things that you are going to be having from my guest, Cheryl Corsbrook and Donna Penfold and Martina um, Jorman. Sorry, excuse me, looking at my paper to make sure I get that right. This is the 1230 TWC Business Beat Radio with Jackie Groundsell. You are live, ladies. <laughs> right, so Cheryl, tell us about you, please. Yeah, so uh, my name is Jackie, uh, well, my name's not Jackie Groundsell. My name is Cheryl Forsbrook, and I'm a construction industry consultant. Um, I've been in the industry for 35 years. Um, I started off my career as a property surveyor. I work across the business, right across the supply chain as a freelance. Uh, consultant. Um, I co-chair the Kent and Victor Chambers Construction Focus Group. I chair Construction Excellence Head Branch and also I have um, our, my own networking group building Kent Connections. I'm a mum of three. I'm a, I have two grandsons as well um, and I'm also uh, the trustee of and vice chairman of Donations with Difference, which is a charity based in Kent. Excellent. So you've done a lot of stuff since we girls caught up with, with each other. Where did you sneak those grandchildren in? How old are they now? Um, Henry is two and Arthur is one in three weeks' time. Oh, gosh. <laughs> That's super. Okay, so we'll expand on that a little bit. Um, I want to talk to you more as well about the charity work and how that's involved. But Donna, if you'd like to introduce yourself, please. Donna Penfold. Yes, hi guys. Um, yeah, I'm Donna Penfold. Um, I'm head of business uh, development for our UK business. Um, I'm in Broadstairs. Moved to Broadstairs about a year and two months ago, something like that. Decided to do that rather than move abroad again in, in the last lockdown. Um, love the coast. Um, ridiculously, I've never really been to the coast in the UK. Suddenly, I discovered it, and it, that was it. Probably the best thing I did. Um, and then, of course, the other best thing I did would be meeting Martina. But that that would be next. <laughs> uh, I love the beach. I don't have children. I don't have dogs. I'm fully, you know, one of those crazy people. I'm fully into my career. Um, uh, I've always been in business development in several industries. I've always loved to be part of growing business and growing new business as well. 
Um, and as I've fallen in love with the area, I'm literally delighted to be part of Mesrell UK. It's based in Sandwich. So, yeah, everything has kind of worked out well. Good, well, I'm glad. I'm sure Martina is delighted to hear that as well, and it's worked out well. <laughs> Martina, would you like to expand and introduce yourself? Tell us about you. Yeah, um, um, so I was born in Croatia. Uh, I started working for me when I was there 10 years ago. Yeah, 10 years ago. I did uh, the first two years in the office there. Afterwards, I moved uh, to Italy. Uh, to Verona, our headquarters. I was uh, the logistics manager for the, the fleet, for the whole group, and I did five years that. Afterwards, I moved to, I uh, passed on to the sales office and uh, I'm the group's uh, business development manager. Uh, and uh, since we opened here in the UK, I'm managing the office. I'm uh, Married, I don't have kids. I'm 40. If anyone asks, I will tell you I'm 30. Uh, uh, that's it. I uh, like to eat. Wouldn't say, but you, I like to eat. And uh, I was surprised on how things are here. And uh, actually, I liked sandwich, to be honest. I always thought. Uh, UK, rain, <laughs> fog, <laughs> and uh, then I, when I came here the first time, it's it's really pretty, really, really pretty, I must say. Yeah, sandwiches, sandwiches, I haven't been there for a while, but um, my IT training background, I had a contract with Pfizer, who, I don't know if they're still there, are they, in the sandwich? Um, uh, it's here, but the Pfizer's not working uh, anymore from here. I think they moved. The building is still here, and yeah. we're in Discovery Park, yes. Yeah, yeah, well, it's just it, very pretty around that part. And of course, you, you've got the benefit. How, how long have you actually been here, did you say? Sorry? We opened, uh, what was it, in March, beginning of April. So it's been a couple of months. And that's when you moved to the UK, was it? Uh, actually, I didn't move yet. I need to. I'm uh, visiting now for the moment. Oh. And uh, still looking for a house and everything else. That's a bit. Of, that bit is a bit of an issue. Let's say here, not easy to find something oh. suitable. All right. Okay. Well, we have to keep an eye. Have to keep an eye. Yes, but to find, I would like to find something here, and uh, I don't know, or it's me, that's an issue, or I've, I've been keeping, I've been uh, going around looking for flats, looking for everything else, can't seem to find something that I like, I don't know. I was going to say, it's probably about finding the right place, isn't it? Because exactly. For anyone, I think, wherever you move, whatever the situation probably more so because you'll be coming here, is the place has got to be right. You've got to feel it straight away, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. And it's, of course, had you been to the UK before, Martina, or was this your first time? Yeah, I usually came here once or twice a year uh, for work, visiting clients, that kind of stuff. And when I was younger, I 
came to see London, Glasgow, castles, everything else. To see the concerts at Donington Castle when I was much younger. I was going to say, a geeks. We came to see geeks. Oh, geeks. So do you do geeks, Cheryl? Do you do, Donna? I did, yeah. Do geeks? I did, I did Robbie Williams last weekend. Oh, and then I did Glastonbury this year and then three years ago as well. So, yeah, I like geeks. Yeah, so your music choice was a sort of Glastonbury. Um, yeah, my, my, my music choice was uh, Mechingbourne by Miley Cyrus, which was from three years ago. So that's how I like to feel I've entered the room. So, so Cheryl, have you got any tips from our team in our house hunting? Um, I hear yeah, plenty. I mean, <laughs> in construction in my life, I, I, it, it depends on the area you want. Um, you're not far from um, it from Margate and Ryansgate. I mean, that's probably you're shaking your head straight away. <laughs> well, no, see, no, no, I'm not far. Uh, I mean, Birchington, Birchington, yeah. Um, our um, friend of mine lives near there. Um, there's Dover, and there's lots of new houses going up in Dover. The area is improving a lot now, and Folkestone is really up and coming. Um, you know, there's a lot going on there with the development on the seafront, which Jenna are doing, um, and lots of housing going in there. Cheryl, you said you've been in construction all your life. Why? Why, why construction? I say that every day, Jacqueline. Every day <laughs> I say why. <laughs> but basically, um, I was at school and I loved drawing and I wanted to go into architecture and I was told at 16 I couldn't do that because I was a girl and that kind of was a red rag of the ball to me. Um, yeah. I went to college. Um, I've always enjoyed math from I've been in the council or something like that, but uh, quantity surveying is the mathematics and the accountancy of the construction industry, and that's the route I took. And no two days are the same. I've, you know, I've been in the industry for over 30 years. Quantity surveyor, project manager, estimator, um, marketing, business development. Um, I absolutely love it. So yeah. So it's always changing. So, always new things. Yeah, because it's a very strange world at the moment, isn't it? That in and usually. And stuff's going on out there, um, you know, regarding finance and um, things of that sort. Construction is often the first one that gets affected, but it's always the first one to bounce back, isn't it? Is that your experience? Exactly. I mean, generally, the first um, industry to go into recession during um, during when times are hard is the construction industry, the house building. Um, but we've found over the last three years with Brexit and um, the um, COVID and everything, but construction has taken a much higher priority um, as an industry with the government and a lot of people, and we have never been busier. Um, and the outlook is really good. You know, we need so many more people to come into the industry. And I go around to schools and I talk to the kids and girls as well as boys, obviously, um, about coming into the industry. It's something that is, is there always. Um, you know, if you choose a profession or a trade, um, when lockdown hit, I was doing some business development for somebody. They told me they didn't want me to do it. They cut back, so I went straight back to my trade, if you like, from Spain, and carried on doing that work. And you'll always have a job. Um, it's, there's always something there. It's varied, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's, I've worked for architects. I've worked for quantity surveyors. And uh, there's so many. When Actually, when I was... Um, 
providing some information because as you know this this is Love the Beat radio station based here in London um, and they have a lady Karina who promotes on um, the shows on social so we sent her our text and we send our hashtags and when I was looking for hashtags for building trade there was so much you know so much for construction and transport as well which obviously Donna and uh, Martina are more focused on in that but of course it's transport of everything isn't it so what um, Martina what, what sort of things do you transport? What sort of things do we transport? Everything basically <laughs> the company started with the livestock in the 1950s and then we started, the owner started buying uh, fridge trailers. We started with fruits and vegetables and uh, afterwards came frozen all the food stuff, uh, non-temp, uh, we load, uh, uh, for example, clothes as well. So basically, pretty much everything. Yeah, yeah. And and okay. and, and it's um, Europe and, and wider than Europe or and Europe and of non-European, non-EU countries, uh, Switzerland, Norway, and UK. So has Brexit impacted on you? Or has mm. it impacted on you? I should say. Right? Yes, yes, but not in a good way. Mm. Uh, even earlier, it was around 60% of all the turnover of the whole group, the UK traffic to and from the UK. And afterwards, uh, a lot of our competition, the, the colliers decided they do not want to go to the UK anymore. And they just decided no, like Hegelman, like some really big ones, and... The customers turn to us, so more requests, more work to the UK, so we decided on the other hand to move forward even more with the UK traffic. Yeah, yes, yeah, cool. So, um, thank you for that. So, coming back to you, Cheryl, when you go around the schools, do the girls in particular, um, and coming back to the boys as well, but do the, do the girls in particular um, are they showing an interest in, in what you're saying and, and the wide the birth of, of the opportunities? Um, I didn't quite catch all that question, but I think you said the girls coming in, so girls around the schools that I go to. When you're actually yeah. talking to them, but do they focus on anything in particular as their interest? Or? Um, you have a sort of a divide, really, because you have the more artistic people who would like to come the architectural route, um, and then the more logistical and the, the engineers and the uh, quantity surveyors. Um, but it's just trying to get boys in as well. It's not just girls into the industry. Yeah. It's just generally, you know, both both sexes um, to try and make them engage and or help them engage. I mean, I had a recent one where um, my nephew was trying to be a stockbroker in London his apprenticeship was cut by the government and so he went up working in quantity spraying um, and he absolutely loves it. He's, you know, that it's still giving them the fix of the money side of things they want to have and the numbers and everything. So it's worked quite well. Yeah, I was thinking about the girls, or we'll come back to you to a nephew in a minute, but um, thinking about the girls because traditionally, as you pointed out earlier, 
you know, it was a no-no, wasn't it, that area for women and, and girls, and they were sort of, you know, interested in that. Um, but why did the government cut the apprenticeship? What happened there? I don't know. I, 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 why did the government cut the apprenticeship? It was an apprenticeship, and there was nobody going into the city to work. So they cut the apprenticeship in the September of the year of, of 2020. Um, so there are degree apprenticeships being done in so many things now, um, and he's now following the uh, quantity, quantity surveying apprenticeship. Um, mm -hmm. and to be honest, I mean, I've been a woman in construction for 35 years. I'm a little bit over the women in construction thing simply because we have our right to be here. And, Absolutely. You know, we don't have men in construction groups, so I kind of like fly away from the women in construction thing. So, so um, disregarding you in that sense, um, I know that you were saying that um, it, it, it was poo-pooed when you sort of first muted it, but now yeah. it's opened up, has it? Because I know I'm thinking, you know, back in the late 60s, I was working for architects, and we had one woman architect in there. And then when I worked for Quantity Surveyors, which was the early 80s, there was one woman there, and she was training. So both of those were quite those, um, those, those professions are now 50-50, more or less, I think. Um, it's different Different offices have different um, uh, different needs for what they want to do. I mean, you know, drainage surveying isn't very um, appealing, and uh, <laughs> a lot of the trades aren't very appealing. Um, but, yeah, it's a, like I say, it's a very varied career you can do so many different things yeah. and go off in so many different directions i mean we've identified within construction there's 186 different opportunities of, mm -hmm. which, of which logistics is one you know driving um, manufacturing going to quarries um that kind of thing as well gosh that, I mean, that's, that is great opportunities isn't it with 180 there in that direction so yeah. um yeah i've just made a note of that so do you have a favourite thing that you do? I mean, I know that you do um, a lot of voluntary work um, and your charity work, etc., and I'd like to come back to that in a moment. But within the construction industry as such, if you had to pick one thing, would you be able to pick one thing that you really prefer above all others? Can't you? Can't you, Jackie? You can't hear me. <clears throat> Breaking up a lot. Can anybody hear me? Breaking up a lot. Yeah. All of us. Can any can is this better? Yes. Right, I'm on a different mic then. Okay, let's do that. Um yes, I've forgotten what I was saying now. <laughs> um yeah, so to Cheryl Yeah, no, oh, yeah. So so to Cheryl, is it with such a, a diverse um scope of topics if you like or opportunities, um, would you be able to say that there's one area that you actually prefer above all others or or are you equally across the board um i love the networking side i love the events organization and i love the connecting with people um i'm a really strong facilitator i, I listen to what somebody's problems are and then i can know see if i can find the route to that so whether they want land or martina with a house or an architect or, or whatever um, it's got a scheme and they want some contractors so uh, facilitating I would say and networking that's my favourite thing to do yeah good that's good to know that's good to know 
So, um, Donna, we've sort of left you out at the moment. Come back to us. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you've actually um, not been at that the firm for very long. Um, how long now have you been there? In Woodstock, did you say? No, the, the company that you're working for at the moment. Oh, probably. Um, the grand total of three months now. Wow. It seems longer though because we, probably my team will agree, we, we're so busy, we've got a lot to do. Um, each day is pretty, pretty packed, so it seems a lot longer to me, but it is actually only three months, yeah. So talk, talk me through a typical day. Uh, well, it does depend. I work remotely and I work in the office um, with the team. Um, it, it's a lot of, you know, it's kind of almost cyber networking, but the same as um, Cheryl. I've, I've always worked a lot in regards to networking, facilitating, putting people together physically, but I do that also through researching. Um, you know, LinkedIn is a fantastic tool, I think, if you use it properly. Um totally business-centric, um, it should be used that way. Um, I have a, a wide network, as probably all of us have, from my previous um, few industries that I've worked in here and overseas, and I draw on those a lot. So, you know, I, I really believe in um, getting a strong network together and you reach out, whatever you're doing, and then it might not be something that, 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 that they're interested in potentially, but there's always a door that can be opened. And there's there's no end of opportunities when you've got a strong network. I think especially it, when it's across, you know, international. Um, yeah, and then I will approach uh, potential clients that will be smaller or larger companies, it doesn't matter. If you think about logistics and transport, it, transporting, it's fundamental for almost every business and every industry since the, t the beginning of time is fundamental. Um, so, yeah, there's never a dull moment. So it's lots of talking to potential clients, um, meeting with them, opening doors with them, explaining our service, and it'd be the same for, um, for potential third-party haulers as well. I mean, we've grown in as Martina will attest, although we're part of the wider um, Mezzanine Logistica Spa, SPA, and apart from the history that we've got behind us as a company, the UK business is new. So this, 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 there couldn't possibly a day, be a day where it's not, you know, busy. So what drew you, I mean, I, I know you and I know you're very active and as you rightly said, about the networking you're very much a people person i think all three of you are very much people 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 so but what drew you particularly to Meseroli? Um, when martin and i started talking uh, to be honest uh firstly it was that i love a challenge i love new uh, new aspects of business or new business i love it when something is at the very beginning of it or near enough, and then I can be part of it. But, you know, as one does, I also did a lot of research uh, into the Mesroni company and its heritage as well. 1948 started with one truck, you know, it's livestock. There's a whole heritage behind it, a whole story. Um, and that always really, really excites me. Um, 
I draw on the the passion as I can hear the passion and the knowledge also from Martina. And I guess in a little, I guess in a little bit of an envious way, I thought I want to be part of that. So uh, you, you know, that's why it's really exciting times. Yeah, very exciting times, and I think um, I think the challenges that this country is facing at the moment also develop those exciting times, don't they, for all of us to uh, yeah. to develop in that way. So um, so what what about the progress of the company? How do you see that developing? progress is um, surely and with conviction so in other words you know as we always have done as a wider group as well um we just keep at it we speak to the right people we deliver we deliver with efficiency uh, we've got a fantastic um, beginnings of an operations team now in the uk and sandwich who are really on the ball um, they also are very um, professional in the way they behave um, and I think with heightened awareness of the new business, and that's done through our socials as well and networking, our reputation will precede us as a complete and professional service. And that, you know, that's that's who we are. Um, we've got a full um, monitored offering, and it seems to be it's needed. Um, so, as I say, surely with conviction, um, we will get there. But definitely the, with brand awareness as well. And it hasn't taken long um, to be known by various industries already, even through social media. Interesting, isn't it? So from what you're saying, it sounds as if you, you've opened up employment scope within the area. Are you finding there local people that are coming for these jobs or are they further afield? I mean, definitely, I think Martina might want to jump in here, but yeah. definitely, you know, it's always very positive when new business opens. Uh, in this situation, it's, of course, it's Kent, it's Stanley, it's Kent, but it's also the wider UK because we're an international company. Um, Martina, what do you think? The um, fabulous people that you've been talking to, are they more local? True. When I started... Um Hire, recruiting, hiring, finding girls, whatever you want. <laughs> I did not want to bring people here from Italy or I don't know where to the UK to work. What's the point? The, the, my idea is to have the UK office branch one day perhaps as large as the one in Italy with UK citizens living, uh, working here and living here, bringing people from Italy here, what sense does it have? You can then open an extra office in Italy and that's it. So uh, the people that work here for now, first of all, I must say are nice, nice people, good people. And um, we have two boys, I call them boys because they've just finished school and they don't know anything. So me and Donna and Kate are playing mom a bit with them. Um, the others uh, have already worked uh, in the industry and know what they're doing, so uh, they get along. I see them working together, and I think we will, for sure, in a while, just for the things to set up, it will be 
something amazing for sure. Yeah, sounds sounds as if it's developing well, doesn't it? Now, Gerald, have you come across the company before today? Um, no, I haven't. It's the best I've heard. I've just been googling them both to um, add them on LinkedIn. But anyway, you can both find me on LinkedIn, and uh, if there's anything I can do to help, I, I know you, you've talked about that uh, you do a lot of food and um, transportation. Do you do much with um, aggregate or med, um, building materials? Yes, we do as well. Mm, although uh, not. This part of Europe, mostly it's uh, Eastern Europe, but uh, we do. Okay, so not in the UK at the moment. No, and actually that was one of the areas I wanted to expand on as well, because we've always done uh, that kind of work with the Eastern European countries, never here. Maybe so we'll have a chat afterwards. Talk to you about that. Yeah. That sounds like a good scope opportunity there to develop. So it's not. So, so Cheryl, do you? I mean, I know you, you mentioned about the networking and connections and facilitating, etc. Do you get involved in any uh, employment hiring side of things at all? Not really, no. Because I'm um, uh, just myself as a consultant, mm. um, so I don't. Um, I often get asked to find people for other people. So kind of like from a recruitment referral kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. Um, but no, I don't employ anybody. So do you have a, a typical day that you put on? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah um, although I'm a grandma, I still have a child at school, so I have a school run each day, uh, which my husband does a, a help a lot with. Um, and no, no two days are the same, really. You know, a couple of weeks ago, we had construction expo which is the biggest um uh exhibition of um, construction people in kent and the southeast really um and from on that day i was um interviewing mark quinn who is a um a developer in kent um with my co-chair we interviewed him at breakfast um i had a couple of speaking slots during the day and then hosted a table at the gala dinner um this week i'm Got a couple of bits I'm doing remotely because I'm in France this week. Um, next week I have my connections on Friday. Um, I'm currently um, looking after a practice for someone who's on maternity leave, um, so I'm overseeing that commercial role. So yeah, no two days are the same really. Every day is different. I think I'm stripping paint off the doors tomorrow. At home. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you, is that a hundred and eighty-one scopes of opportunity there? To yeah, that's it, possibly. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I'm taking on all of those hundred and eighty-six roles all myself. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's the thing, isn't it? We're, obviously, all four of us are very active, and variety is the spice of life, isn't it? In that sense. Indeed. So, yeah. Um, so. Cheryl, tell me a little bit more. Oh, oh, I was going to ask you, are you still doing um, consultancy stuff and working with the local chamber, aren't you? Yeah, I did the, um, worked on the local skills improvement plan last year uh, with the chamber. So the chamber was successful in getting that. So the local skills improvement plan is asking employers what they want from the further education sector um, so that they get the right information into the um, curriculum so that they're teaching the right things to the right people. Um, there's no point in teaching um, about being an airline pilot in Kent because there's no, air, there's no airports in Kent. Um, so it's about keeping the people that are working here 
and staying here as well. Um, and I also co-chair the uh, King Construction Focus Group, so that is a dedicated group to the construction industry that Chamber has. Okay, so so what does that entail? Uh, so every well, the expo was part of that, um, but the very the first Tuesday of every month there is a meeting at um, at the village hotel in Maidstone. You need to be a chamber member, and anyone within the construction industry can go along to that meeting. Um, Constructed Excellence, which is a national club, I chair the Kent Club. That's a quarterly meeting, and we theme each year. And this year our theme was never let the good crisis go to waste. So there are a number of crises in the building industry, namely. Uh, Grenfell, Brexit, um, the Building Safety Act, um, skill shortages, um, and so we'll be addressing the cladding crisis um, on the 16th of November at the Village Hotel, uh, sorry, at the um, Tudor Marriott in Maidstone. And if anyone wants more details, then they can find me on LinkedIn and I can post this to that. I've got a, a friend of mine who is um, has a property within the Kent area. Um, and she's had a problem with, um, oh gosh, with, with, with when you re renew the um, concrete and stuff between the bricks. How technical can that be? Would you call the damp, the damp course. No, not damp course. I can't think what it is. But she insulation. No, I have to find out properly before I start waffling on about that. But as we as we were talking, I suddenly thought that. You might be somebody who could guide her into where she goes because she's—it's a, ma a massive, expensive job that she's had done, and they've not um, done it properly. And she's had a report done on it by another company, but nothing is happening. So um, it might be that um, you might be able to point her in the right direction. If I don't know, I'll definitely find somebody who will be able absolutely. To yeah, no, absolutely. I've just made a note of that. I hadn't thought—I um, hadn't thought of that. Ooh. Yes, that's the thing. I think we're all in that situation. If we don't know the person, we know somebody who can. So, tell us a, a bit more about your charity work, Cheryl. Yes, the charity's um, donations with a difference. Um, we are a grant-making charity trust. Um, we're a group of volunteer trustees. <coughs> um, every single penny we raise goes to the charity. Um, we've got a clear mission to help those throughout Kent. Um, specialising, um, providing specialist medical equipment that the NHS can't fund. Um, I work um, life enhancing for our recipients, it's um, for both adults and children. It might just be a high chair, not a high chair, I say that every time. It might just be a push chair or a wheelchair or just something that will enable um, a family to be able to go out and just live their lives normally. Um, a lady we had, she had, had both legs done, she was a double amputee. She had a, an adapted bungalow, but it had high cupboards and she, in her normal wheelchair. She couldn't get to that, so we can get a rising wheelchair. So we helped her with that. Um, we run um, events. Uh, we do charity days, uh, golf day. We have a charity ball on the 26th of November, Ashford International Hotel. Um, as I'm in construction, the vast majority of the support that, support that I ask for comes from that sector, but that doesn't mean that that's the only sector that we would work with. Um, funnily enough, one of our trustees works in the food production down at um, Sandwich at the, uh, uh, I can't remember what it's called now, Agri-Food. Um, and, you know, we would like to be the corporate charity of any business, really. So if you have a charity of the year, um, then we would love to be that charity to help out as well. 
No, it sounds as if you're doing some amazing work there. So, so, so how did you get involved in that? Um, by default, as usual, um, I went along to a charity. The um, met with I knew that one of the guys that was a trustee already, and said, "You're not making the most of the industry you're in, and you're not making the most of not having any women on your board." Um, so then, um, my colleague Ella Brocklebank and I got onto that board, and um, we have we've recruited some others as well now, so that we cover a wider aspect of uh, industry. Um, and we're the charity of the year for the Canterbury uh, Rugby Club this year, which is a fantastic way to raise our profile and to raise funds as well. Do you have anything to do with any of the local banks? The local bank? Mm. No. Oh, yeah, they do, they do like a, um, uh, like a, oh, what's it called? Where they um, they match the ch a charity matching, don't they? To match funding. Mm, yeah. Um, so it, it has to be an there has to be an employee of the bank that puts your charity board to do that, I believe. I think that is with certain banks. There's, a, there's one particular bank I'm thinking of in Canterbury, where I have a very good connection. So I'm just wondering, without naming any names out on the big wide world, um, whether that connection might be quite, might be useful. All right. Drop me a line afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> we'll do. Okay. Uh, let me make a note of this. It's, it's also, just to, to Donna and Martina, it's a fantastic way of broadening your name within an industry to be involved in something. So, you know, we we have sponsors of different things. That, you know, for, the, for instance, for the charity ball, somebody can't come along, but they're sponsoring the drinks reception. This is just about um, getting your name out to different industries and for different things that you do. But I can speak to you a little bit about that afterwards because I think for the sector, I might be able to help you, guide you in a different way. Uh, each, each industry and sector is very different, how they um, market themselves. Yeah. I think Martine and I get together and talk, we talk all the time, but when we sit down, it's probably once a month. <clears throat> and at the moment, it is in between that time, looking at different things to get involved in. Because obviously, mm. as a new business, you want to get involved in the right things. Yeah, exactly. Well, that would be a big help, Cheryl. Yeah, no worries. Great stuff. You can see the magic of networking working there, can't you? It's mm -hmm. good. It's good. So, um, to uh, what made you decide, um, really, this is for Donna and um, Martina, what made you decide to actually come into the UK market? Had had I didn't hear everything well, sorry. I didn't hear well. What? What made you decide to progress into the UK market? Actually, we've always been present from, I think, the first truck that the first truck that delivered here was in 1991 and delivered to Lidl in Bristol. And so, UK has always been a market where we've been going, but after Brexit, like I said, uh, some of the big, big holders, European holders, decided they do not want to go anymore. Um, we decided, on the other hand, to invest even more. So, uh, if everyone else says no, we should do it. That's <laughs> definitely, yeah. Some of the people don't want to do, I want to do those. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, what, so, what's today's market 
what challenges has today's market actually presented uh, as a company? Uh, challenges. Mm, well, first of all, after Brexit, you've just decided not to export stuff from the UK, and that's really bad for your economy. Uh, I have met so many people that used to perhaps export from here a pallet, a two pallet, three pallets, something. New businesses that, that were trying to go on to the European market and then Brexit killed everything, all their hopes. And uh, uh, there's a lot of um, paperwork involved in exporting. And I think exactly. that's what um, has hampered the market. I mean, I know companies are trying to get materials into the UK and they just sit at the docks in Europe. Well, not Europe, we're all part of Europe, but they sit in the docks in, um, uh, oh, I can't think of the names now. No, not Dover on the other side. They sit there in Calais, they sit there in a, I remember buying a present for my son for Christmas last year and it came from America, it came from um, Germany. It didn't arrive until the end of January. You know, and I ordered it in plenty of time, and it was just stuck in customs at the dock. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I think that is a big, big um, uh, reason why people have stopped exporting and importing. Exactly. Um, so it doesn't help the industry. Does that that sort of heightens costs mm. as well? I suppose all that. Yeah, certainly for construction, it does. Yes, massively, mm. and it it's on the program of the project. Well, for all the industries here, because like construction, everyone else just stopped it. Or they're shipping things with containers, but road traffic, no. So the people that are getting to the UK, getting their lawyers into the UK, are forced to ask for higher prices on uh, stuff going to the UK. And you, unfortunately, at the end of the day, need to pay it because all the supplies that come here now cost more and uh, uh, well, and we spoke earlier Martina about the cost of fuel and the fact that the, the, the um, problems that France are now having with fuel strikes as well everything is really difficult to do nowadays exactly yeah, it has a difficult effect doesn't it I mean, it just happens to be one of the most difficult times we experience right now so there will be a domino effect Higher prices, but also some potential clients and, and uh, when I'm networking, I'll speak to here or overseas. I've also taken it personally the Brexit thing. You know, the, the, the whole attitude's changed. Not only that it happens and it makes it difficult to export and import, but they've kind of taken it personally, which is a strange experience when you talk. Mm. Oh, I lost somebody. No, I think you're all there. Are you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you. Okay. We got, uh, we've got another few minutes before the adverts kick in. So I think it'd be a good idea if our listeners find out from you how they can get in touch with you. So Cheryl, what's the best way for people to find you? I LinkedIn, Cheryl Callsbrook. I don't think there's many of me. me. That name's not um, common. No, <laughs> no, yeah. So, um, or Twitter. I'm construction Cheryl on Twitter. Okay, cool. I don't. I don't post anything, so you can find me. But I never post anything. <laughs> I get ta tagged in a lot of things, but I never post. 
I'm a voyeur on most social media. You're, you're a lurker. So I say to people, you need to lurk on social media when you first start out. Just lurk and see what other people are doing, and there'll be something that'll be yeah. of your interest. Right. Okay. Thank you. And um, Donna and Martina, how do people get in touch with you? Yeah, for me, for me, it's um, LinkedIn, Metherly UK. Also, Donna. Um, also, Twitter, Metherly UK. Um, and Instagram as well, Meserole UK. It's very easy. Or just go to the Meserole.com website. And you spell that for us, please. Meserole is M-E-S-A-R-O-L-I. But you must say it with an accident, um, an accent. I'll say it with an accident. <laughs> That was an accident. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. no, I was just thinking, you know, there are listeners, so not everybody's obviously going to know um, the wonderful accents that you're coming over with as to what mm. they look for. So I thought it was best that they spell, you spell that out for us. So social media for all of you is obviously uh, important, particularly LinkedIn for the professional aspect, and you, you guys will obviously be there. But what I will do for you is, is an email intro. So you're all you're all um, connected with each other um, on that. So now then, let's think. Um, I was just thinking, Cheryl, how long ago was it that we met? It's a long time, isn't it? Um, we met a couple of years ago. We did a speed networking for a women in construction group. Do you remember? We did. Yeah. But prior to that... But before that, that, it was probably about 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, I was doing some, um, which I still do, I have a network marketing business um, with some health and wellness products. And um, I still do that with my family and friends um, and really enjoy that. Yeah. So... Um, that was, yeah, that was about 10, it was about 10 years ago. Yeah. It was a long time, wasn't it? Gosh, mm. how, how that flies. So, um, what, um, so Martina, with, with you, you say you, that you're not sure about moving here in the sense of looking for property and everything. How are your family feeling about that? Are they looking forward to it? How are your husband? Um, yes and no. Actually, we haven't decided. It's not a... It's so maybe we are you know, put you on the spot there. Don't want to put you on now, the spot. Now it's difficult to explain because, other than the UK office, I have other stuff within the group to manage and do. So, uh, okay, well, we'll come back to that. <laughs> <laughs> I, we are still trying to figure out how to, how to do everything and. Because I can't keep going UK, Italy, Croatia, Germany, here, there. Once that has been decided how to manage everything, then uh, okay, I will decide whether to move here with the family or no. Okay. But like, a, a Mark II and Mark III Martina. Hi, this is Charlie XCX. Yo, what it does, this is You are listening to lovethebeatradio.com. And we're back here on air with the lovely uh, Martina and Donna and Cheryl. So they've been actually having quite a chat, I know. 
obviously the planet, but I'm thinking now of where I live, across the coast. Stunning. And it's that classic sentence. Most of the time, you, you could be anywhere in the world. It's so stunning. The sunrises, the, 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 you know, the sunsets, the beaches, the sea. But I do get very upset with... Um, a lot of things. I get very upset when I see any kind of rubbish, paper, plastic, whatever, just left, all that kind of thing. But I mean from, from you know, the perspective of anyone that's around, people that live here, people that visit, the council, I think we all need to be on it and we need to be on it much more. So I was just talking to Cheryl, she's so well connected to see if she also involved or got ideas of about that kind, that kind of thing, that subject. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I remember with um, Kat Webb, who lives in Birchington, she's our host for that group there, for the planet group. Um, and we went to Ramsgate and to various arty um, shops, and there was the um, beach jewellery, you know, the grass and everything. Um, yeah. It's just stunning, some of it. Is, is that something you're interested in, Donna, or...? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think the creative side of it, lovely. So we're picking up, you know, people that pick up uh, pieces of rock and uh, shells and things like that, fabulous. But I'm far, far more passionate about uh, and concerned about keeping the beaches, the bushes, the woods, the parks clean. Yeah. You know, I'm about everyone and anyone just making sure that they don't litter or when they do see anything to pick it up I mean it can turn into a day's job I'm one of those people and I know there are many 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 other people but I keep two or three plastic bags in any bag I've ever got especially in my spare time and I will pick things up I cannot walk past a piece of tin or a piece of plastic on a beach it, my conscience won't allow it so with me Jackie it's more that side of things yeah, yeah. You know, just to make sure it doesn't happen. But yeah, the creative side is great. Yeah. Oh no, I totally get you, and I think, uh, and you just sort of wonder what sort of homes some people have got with the rubbish that they leave behind, and who do they think is going to clear it up? Is it the fairies that come in the middle of the night? I guess. I think the problem as well is, you know, people are people, and people, as much as we won't understand it. People will do what they do, and people will not think about it, or they, they don't care about whatever. But then the, the, the problem is bigger than that. Then it goes to the councils, and it goes to the locals, and things like that, because we can't change people, can we? We can try to encourage them to remember that, actually, we're supposed to be looking after it, but people won't. Not everyone will. So then we have to escalate it. By making sure that our local councils, our MPs, um, you know, residents do something about it. Yeah. So, and Cheryl, with your voluntary work, is that something that you're involved with, that side of things? Um, no, not specifically. Really, the, the voluntary is we are a grant-making trust. So people are applying to us for a grant, and as I said before, it's specifically for um, medical equipment. Um, one of the things that I was talking to Donna about was that the construction industry is um, very high on the agenda of the sustainability of how houses are being built. Um, and certainly from a um, contractor side, when we're building houses, um, the construction industry is aiming towards zero waste for 2030. 
Um, so we're not that far away from that. And a lot of sites recycle a lot of the stuff that comes off now. So they are very conscious. Um, different skips for different products are going to different places. You have a huge um, planet waste. Um, you have a big waste uh, uh, depot down there. And I know those guys down there are amazing with what they do with recycling their waste. That's really good. It's good to know. It's good to know that there's actual actually going on there. So, Donna, what's tomorrow? I know I sort of asked you about what's your typical day, etc. But tomorrow, what's on the agenda for you? I do have to kind of agree though also with Charles, because even though I, I individually have my way of working and my way of approaching um, the country, if you like, in regards to their, you know, each industry's logistics and transporting, each day is different. Tomorrow we'll be um, in the office in Sandwich. It will be working on uh, meetings that we've got planned with, again, small, large companies locally and across the UK, some uh, in Europe as well, uh, with different um, uh, work that we potentially will be doing with them. Um, and then Wednesday, I'll be uh, attending the IDE, it's a uh, food and drink expo at XL in London. Oh. So that's an um, opportunity. I think there's going to be quite a, quite a lot of attendees this year. Um, yeah, that's why I do have to agree with Cheryl, each day is different. But it's about, you know, it's about growing business. It's about growing new business. So it's a case of being constantly creative, constantly talking that I'm never off the phone. If, if, if I was, there'd be a problem. Um, and I think the couple of uh, remote days that I have to build up what I'm going to do in the office. So who I'm going to speak to, what we're going to talk about, um, and, and they will cut up into various industries on different days. Excellent. Um, I think we're probably going to be running into the music side of the show now. So is there anything else uh, the three of you would, um, well, first of all, I'd like you to repeat how people can get in touch with you and find you. And secondly, is, is there anything else that you'd actually like to add to let, let our listeners know about you all? Um, I'm sorry, I was just going to say www.dwad.org. That is the charity. I'm passionate about the charity. Excellent. But what I would like you, your listeners, if they know anybody that would need a specific piece of equipment that they can't fund, then please apply to us for a grant. And where it says, where have you heard from us, say you've heard from um, Cheryl on the uh, 12.30 radio show. Um, so if there's anybody you know that needs a specialist wheelchair for an autistic child or a uh, car seat or anything like that, then please do um, uh, apply. It's www.dwad.org. And, and is that area-driven, Cheryl? Is it is Kent. It's Kent. The whole of Kent. Yes, it is Kent. Anywhere in Kent we can help. Yeah. Right. We've had to draw a line because we were having it from all over the world and you know, we like to follow up and take some photos and put it on our website just so that they can, you know, people can see what we're doing. And the people locally are donating the money, so we like them to see what we're, where the money's going. And like I say, every single penny goes directly to the charity. There's no money goes to any of the trustees. Um, so that's where we're proud. That's really good to know because it's, it's with some charities it is difficult for them and some stuff some money has to go to admin but I think when charities are open uh, about where that money goes and I think from uh, having worked for a charity myself I know that 
the money has to go where you say it's going to go. It can't go anywhere yeah, else. It does. We helped a little boy. He was um, he was in a wheelchair. A local boy from Folkestone, and um, he plays tennis. Um, and he needed um, sports blaze pods. You know the the, the blades that they have, the blades on their legs. Yes. And he needed specific sports ones. And to some, they were a couple of hundred pounds. But so that family, that was the, he already had some, but he didn't have sport ones. And so that was something we were able to help him with. And he's now playing sport with other um, people with the same sort of uh, disabilities as him. And, and he's getting on really, really well. So it, there's lots of different things. So please apply. Um, we've had our um, we've had our um, golf day and we have our ball um, and we have funds and we would like to give them out. Well, that was brilliant. I mean, and with, particularly going back to the boy that you were saying about, with the blades, is that something that has to be renewed because of growth? And how does it yeah. work? Yeah. He's only seven or eight, actually. Okay. He wrote a letter of application for the grant as well. Oh. And he sent us a photo of himself winning um, at a, sort of a national event. So, yeah, he's doing really well. Life-changing, isn't it? It's life-changing. And do you know what? It's life-changing for the lady who, during lockdown, I got her a car seat that her autistic child couldn't get out of so that she could then go to the shops on her own without having to take her husband as well. Mm. It's, it's that, those small things that make so much difference. Just a couple of hundred pounds makes so much difference to these families. Absolutely. Gosh, that's, that's amazing work. So, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's making me go goosey. So, thank you for sharing that with us. Um, and um, thank you for your time as well. So, um, Donna, yeah, just remind us how we're going to get how will our listeners get in touch with you and Martina, please. I don't know if Martina's still there. I'm here. I'm here. Oh, you are. There we okay. are. Okay. Do you want to go? Shall I, Donna? You, you go. You go, and then I'll join you after. You'll be a chorus. So, <laughs> uh, Donna's been so kind to to do our older again. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Instagram, everything. Yeah, I'm anti-social regarding that, so she's <laughs> saving my butt. Sorry for saying that. Uh, you can find us on www.mezzaroli.com. Um, we have the page on, I think, at least ten languages. So, oh wow, there's an so you can choose it. Um, you can always Google us up. You know, Donna, and we have in contact with us, LinkedIn. Uh, this, even if you, some people call it in Discovery Park as well. I've, but of course, uh, if all well. else fails, contact me and I will put you in touch with the exactly. with yeah. these three ladies, so, which we're certainly going to be able to do for you today. Um, Cheryl, Donna, Martina, thank you so much for an informative session. Um, Again, if people want to get in touch with you, it seems as if social media is mostly the way to go. On the other hand, just contact me and I can put you in touch with these super ladies. Um, the podcast should be available, I think, next Friday. I think it goes live at 8 o'clock, so you'll be able to hear it then. Um, and again, thank you all so much, and I'll speak to you again soon. Bye for now. Thank you, Jane. Thank you very much. Bye. 
1230 TWC, Business Beat Radio, Mondays 2 till 4 p.m. UK time. Tips, inspiration, fun, tunes for and from business women on all the socials www.1230.co.uk at Love to Beat Radio. On today's show is Ozzy Osman with his indie rock. So do stay tuned to that. Um, next week is completely different to today's uh, construction topic. And it's a little bit linked up with comedy. So do make sure that you tune in. We're here every Monday, 2 till 4. And a reminder that we are 12.30 Women's Company, which is networking for business women. There are meetings um, in London and the southeast. And coming up this week, this Wednesday, is our brand new meeting, which will be headed by our host, Peggy McSweeney. Now, Peggy is a brand and marketing photographer. So that's something a bit different. So do go along to the Keckit Kitchen, which is a restaurant near to the old cinema in Bromley High Street. Um, check out on the website. We'll find all the W's and 1230.co.uk and look for the calendar so that you can book in. So do it quickly because we have an early bird as well. On the same day... Obviously, that meeting is at 12.30, in case you haven't worked that one up. <laughs> On the same day is the Up Business Connect event, which our host, Siobhan Eben, is actually helping the local bid, the Business Improvement District, in Up to run. Um, that is chaired by Cheryl Kerr, and Cheryl Kerr used to be the town centre manager for Beckham, which is how I know her. But the Sitka Business Connect event, I am running the speed networking, so do come along and join us for there as well. So you can do the 12.30 lunchtime meeting, hopefully along to Sitkup and join us at the Business Connect. Check out all the other meetings that are actually online, and we've got some information going up on the website soon about some Canva and reels workshops and also vision boards that will be coming on board as well so the canva is being run by uh, severina and the reels is by sam who i fall over her name every time so i'm not going to say it and apologies to you sam and the vision boards is jenny hallam who was my guest one of my guests last week so we are back to the music now so thank you all for listening i'm going to leave you with some music and reminders to stay tuned because ozzy is following on from me at four o'clock so the music that my guests mentioned will be included in the running here um in addition to which is the happy birthday because it's somebody's birthday today Guess what? I'll say it very quietly. It's my birthday next Monday. So do I sing to myself that day? Um, so over to you guys. Enjoy the rest of the day. Enjoy the music and stay tuned for Aussie. We're broadcasting from Love the Beat Radio based here in South East London in Penge. And I'll be here next week. So see you same time, same place. Take care.
This is the 1230 TWC Business Beat Radio with Jackie Groundsell on Love to Beat Radio.